Hello and welcome to episode number 141 of the DBSA podcast. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books, and this week we have lots of people. I am at Romantic Times in Dallas, and I am doing micro-interviews with a couple of people. I start with Piper Hughley, who has many historical romances that you will all want to know about because they sound amazing. And then I sit down with the entire bitchery crew, all of the bitches have assembled in Dallas, and we are all together talking about what we've been doing at RT and what we think of the conference so far. They are all first-timers at RT, so their perspective should be very interesting. This podcast is brought to you by Intermix, publisher of This Wedding is Doomed, a brand new anthology about unexpected couples who find their happily ever after at a wedding that's counting down to disaster. Download it on May 19th. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff and there's several books, so make sure to check the podcast entry should you need to go shopping because, well, I'm here to enable your poor impulse control because I don't have any of myself. And now, on with the podcast. Would you please introduce yourself? I'm Piper Hugley, and I'm a published author of Historical Romance. Oh, please tell us more about these romances. Do you have a new one? I'm having several coming out this year. Uh, thanks, Ooh, Sarah. Congratulations! <laughs> tell us about every single one. Oh my gosh! All of them um, in order. I have medically. Oh, right. well, I have. <laughs> I have one um, that is. Well, I have one series that follows the building of a college over mm-hmm. time. So the next volume, and that will be out in June, is called mm-hmm. The Representatives Revolt. And that's what I call a married people romance, where they're already married, but some big tragic thing happened, and they have to find their way to each other again. Um, and then I, I love that term, married people romance. I know. I, I started using it because some I it communicates it exactly what it, what it is. is. Yep. And uh, then I have my new series that's coming out from Sam Hain. Um, that is uh, based on the Great Migration. It's about five sisters who find their way from the south to the north, and of course, each one of them finds love on their journey northward. So, and that um, takes place in what time period? That takes place starting. It's, a, it's what I call my 20th century romances, and the first one, A Virtuous Ruby, which releases in July, starts in 1915. Cool. And then the next one will be out in September, which takes place in 1919. And then the third one takes place in 1923, almost entirely in Pittsburgh. And that yes! will <laughs> yes! Yes! And that will take place uh, in 1923. So, and those are from Ooh, Sam Hain. 1923 Pittsburgh. 1923 Pittsburgh. That's cool. Yes. So what are you learning about the city of Pittsburgh in that time period? Well, in that time period, given that my characters are African-American, uh, I, I have focused mostly on the fact that they've built community with themselves yep. in the Hill District. Yep. So a lot of my research has been centered around that particular part of Pittsburgh and the community as it developed there as people came northward mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh was a great big booming thing back oh, it then. it sure was. So, mm-hmm. Still is in a lot of ways. Still is in a lot of ways in a new way, exactly. But yeah, the, this uh, great migration uh, focus that I'm taking up with these five sisters is That's awesome. beginning of 20th century. Was, forgive my inability to remember dates, but mm-hmm. was Madam C.J. Walker in Pittsburgh at that time? She was not in Pittsburgh at that time. She was actually earlier before my sister. But this particular heroine is someone who has been through the Madam Walker program and That's does hair so and stuff. cool. So, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that not everybody learned about her in school because, you know, I oh, really <laughs> it was part of my curriculum in yeah. Pittsburgh. I learned yeah. about Madam C.J. Walker and all of these amazing people who did so many inventions 
for care of, of black hair and right. skin and, and an entire separate industry right. because no other, no other industry was doing anything. Right, Fantastic. right. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, so that's, and, and she takes up with a numbers kingpin. So oh, it's a Yeah, it's a gangster bad boy kind of nanny. Set in the teens and the 20s. Set, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I, I can totally picture people listening going, give it to me now. <laughs> give it to me now. I want to read it. So what else are you working on while you're here? Well, while I'm here, uh, in terms of me writing, working on... Or uh, what are you doing at RT? Oh, what am I doing at RT? Oh, that's a good question, yes. I am uh, doing a panel called The Right to Write, which is about writing diversely, mm-hmm. and I am doing my publisher's promo thing for Sam Hain. So, cool. And then I get to meet people and hang out. It's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. So what time is your panel, The Right to Write? The Right to Write is at 11.15. Today? Yes. Thursday? That is, yes, that is right. Who's on the panel with you? Sonali Dev, my good friend and uh, lucky sister, since we were nominated for the Golden Heart together two years ago. That's so cool. Yes. Congratulations. Yes, I know. Thank you. But, you know, she's all big time now, so. I love her book <laughs> yeah. so much. She's so, so I, she, she let me be on the panel, but I'm also kind of a, a pitch hitting for um, Beverly Jenkins, who called me last year and asked me. Ooh. to do it so it so when you get a phone like, call from Beverly Jenkins asking you to do something you just kind of say yes whatever <laughs> right it is, exactly no yeah I was like I, I was not planning on coming to RT this year but when she said that I was like okay I'll go and awesome. it just so happened to work out that I did get a publisher and it just so happened that the publisher's thing happened on the same day so fabulous yeah so it was clearly together. a sign y'all needed clearly you a to be sign here. exactly that's amazing exactly. Exactly. so one last question yes have you read any books lately that you would love to tell people about I uh, lately have, um, as I continue to to read other certain things, um, I've started reading some Joe Beverly, and I like it. I know. I haven't read it before. So, I mean, everybody listening to you probably is like, what's wrong with her? She writes historical romance, but... I never read any of hers before, and so on. There are so many authors I haven't discovered. No shame. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm reading it and enjoying it. Medieval stuff. So. Are you working on another book in the series, or are they all written in your in your series? Uh, all of the ones in my Sam Haynes series are written. So mm-hmm. my Milford College series, as I call it, my self-pub series, I'm working on those titles. And uh, June 1st, we, I uh, have co- collaborated with a group of three other African-American historical romance writers to write The Brightest Day, which is an anthology of historical romance novellas that commemorates the 150th anniversary of the end of slavery. Dude, rad. Awesome. (laughs) Cool. This is so great. Thank you so much for doing a micro-interview. go around and I want you to introduce yourself so that people recognize your voice with your name because I know all your voices but eventually we'll all start to sound very similar so I'm I'm already introduced because I do the intro so we'll start with you I'm Elise and you can tell because of my midwestern accent you know oh yeah yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm redheaded girl and you can tell because this is my boy I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm Carrie S you can tell because I have a really high voice um, I'm Amanda. I don't know how you can tell, but I'm usually the one saying something dirty. <laughs> <laughs> what is the thing that you have most enjoyed so far at RT? 
<laughs> You're gonna start with me, okay? Are we going in order? Or no, just in? I'm just dinner. Gonna... Dinner. 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 Yeah. dinner I, I really mm-hmm. only have one agenda item for Archie, and it's to hang out with the bitches. So I'm just like, that's just so fun. Yeah, I yeah. Dinner last night was amazing, that was and that's such not a blast. even like an RT agenda thing. That's just like us. Eating Mexican food, I know, drinking, drinking. and just like bullshitting. <laughs> but like, you know, like Lisa and I were like stranded in other parts of the country. So like, when else will we get to do that with you guys? It's, that was really awesome and really fun. Mm-hmm. I think the amazing '80s radio station really helped. It really <laughs> helped. Yes. yes. Like there was Tiffany, and then there was Duran Duran. Yes. yes, and then there was Amanda lip syncing epically, and please consider <laughs> yes, putting this video God. in the podcast uh, entry. I oh might have God. to do that. <laughs> I have no shame. <laughs> lip syncing to Jesse's girl, and it's with dance movements. With, with dance, dance movements, movements. It's like, really that's what made it. Was the I want to see her go up against the rock on lip sync battle. I could take him. Yeah, you could. Maybe not physically, but no, you just bite his ankles. <laughs> I mean, I'm up to trying. (laughs) (laughs) So aside from eating in margaritas, which generally speaking, meals and booze are part of the RT experience, to be honest. I know you guys all went to the mechanical bull and I was, I was a total doofus and I was like, oh, I'm tired. I should go to bed. And I missed out on mechanical bull action. Well, Carrie and I didn't ride the bull because I felt like I thought about it and I was like somewhere in Wisconsin, my rheumatologist started sweating and he doesn't know why. (laughs) Right? Like, (laughs) I felt like this was not conducive to my inflammatory processes. So we just did the photo with the bull. But there was a kid there. I don't know. What do you think? He was like somewhere between 10 and 13 maybe? You think? Like, like, well, but more towards his, like, like maybe 14. 13, 14. He, like, kicked ass. He went up there several times. He like, he, he was amazing. Maybe, like, I don't know if maybe, like, his bones hadn't fully formed yet. And that was why. <laughs> Little kids aren't made of rubber. Right. It was not yeah. like, easy setting either. It was, like, no, intermediate no. or whatever. Yeah. And he stayed on the thing. And then yeah. all the badass cover models went up and got thrown off, like, immediately. <laughs> well, one like cut in front of me, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I hope you eat shit on this. Yeah. And, and he like, did. And he did. And like, he that's did. what you get. And I stayed on the entire time. So, I did not. Like, the, weird, the weirdest thing about Archie for me, coming from a science fiction convention background, is that there's no dudes except the cover models. Yep. And so, when he cut in front, I'm like, really? Even at Archie, the dudes get to cut in front? Like, sci fi women, we would like take him down. I don't know. I'm like, no. <laughs> With the exception of my friend from the YA slumber party, I think all of the cover models have been really, really nice. Like, they are very aware that they are a minority here, and they've been yeah. incredibly polite. And they're and very conspicuous. They're like, very you know conspicuous. They cover models. Well, and I think, too, I mean, this is, for them, they're marketing themselves, right? So there's, yeah. not, there's not a lot of, it doesn't make sense to be a douchebag. Right. So we should go find that guy and tell him. Like, this isn't... I don't think it was him, though, because he had, like, this woman who was, like, his handler or something. Yes. And I think the reason they went in front wasn't actually to be douchey. I think it was, like, he was, like, the entertainment. Like, it was fun to see him, like, fall off or something. Wait, so, you know, but it was fun. It was, but I could not help but giggle at it, even though I don't really think they have, like, nefarious douchey intent. No, no, no. I was talking about the YA guy who's... Oh, your YA guy. Yeah, Yeah. no, your YA guy is, yeah. Yeah. For the readers. For the, for, for the listeners. listeners. For the listeners. <laughs> I went to the YA slumber party, even though I don't read a lot of YA, because everyone else was tired and I wasn't. 
And because we're in your time zone, right? All the rest right. of us are interlopers in Central Time, and you're like, "This is fine." And I'm like, "I'm tired, maybe oh sleepy God. now." And then Carrie's like two hours early. So <laughs> we, it was a table full of, of women, like ten of us, and this cover model came in, and he was very orange, and he was talking, and I think he was trying to be Australian, but it was like Australian English Irish slipped in there periodically in this <laughs> fake accent, and then. um he kept talking about, like, how he didn't know how to handle being in a room with all these women. And I think he said, like, I don't know if I need an oxygen tank or a Viagra. And I'm thinking, like, if you need either one of those, like, we're not going to help you out. <laughs> um, and then he was asking which one of us was the token lesbian because there were, like, 11 of us. So statistically, it was one of us, um, which was – that's always charming. And the kind of – I think the YA – coordinators were not super down with his shenanigans because he was being disruptive and also I think like possibly blackout drunk so they were kind of kind of like hustling him out of there and his parting words to our table was Dems all my bitches <laughs> <laughs> oh honey I know oh, honey stop I know. I, he like he was looking for love in all the wrong places. And I don't know if he thought that was networking or if he legitimately did not have somewhere to go. Like, I felt like I needed to give him 10 bucks for a sandwich and a coffee, right? Like, I was worried. Wait, barrier. laser and put it over there. <laughs> right. And then up on the floor. And a blankie and a cookie. Yeah. Although I have to say, if you're going to get completely shit-faced drunk, this is probably one of the safest, most caring places because oh, everyone yes. will be like, I've been there. <laughs> like my favorite RT story that I told you was in Los Angeles. We saw this guy leading this woman who could barely walk a straight line. Her eyes weren't even open. She wasn't wearing shoes. And this guy was walking her towards the elevator. And the two women who were with RT behind me grabbed security and a waiter and said, don't let him get to the elevator with her. We don't know if they're actually together, but she's not aware of what she's doing. Like, we, yeah. if you're going to get drunk yeah. here, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people who will be like, oh, honey, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, the conferences I'm used to going to are for work, and I'm almost You mean always, like shipping people? Like shipping people. <laughs> I am almost always, I'm, I, I would say there may be 10% women, yep. right, compared to dudes. And like, you are very aware when, when you're at the bars or whatever, like, you don't leave your drink unattended. You pay right. very close attention. Um, you know, if I'm alone and I tell my husband, like, this is what I'm going to be at the room, and I'm going to text you when I'm at the room, and mm -hmm. if you don't hear from me, I want you to, like, start texting my coworkers. <laughs> and this is, like, I feel like I could lay down in the lobby in my underpants, and I would probably be fine. Oh, yeah, somebody would cover you with a blanket. Right. And, and somebody fine. else would, I mean, you might have your picture tweeted with some right. fun captions, <laughs> but no one would let any harm come to you. It, yes. It's a really safe and welcoming sort of environment and here. That's the other cool thing, because I don't people well at all, and I can just walk up to people and you have the instant. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about books, and now it's not awkward. Right. And yeah. if you're if you're here, you've taken time off work and time away from your family to spend five days on a vacation about books. So everyone has done that exact same thing. You all know why people are here. And I've been tossing compliments out like it's an episode of Oprah's Favorite Things. <laughs> this person's hair is great and those shoes are awesome and your dress looks so good and I like your beard. Like it's just... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Amanda hit on one of the cover models last I night. I did hit on You him. did a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I complimented his, his know, beard his and beard. then you touched his beard. He <laughs> let me. I didn't ask. He offered. Right. Yeah. 
And sure. then after, well, we were waiting. You guys were just the two of you in the room last night, right? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Well, rain's been pretty heavy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> except when I don't. It was just but you <laughs> sleep pretty heavy. Except I do. When I don't. sleep really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can sneak out and write a novel. You wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, you did. <laughs> I did. I did do that. <laughs> anyway, so after Amanda and Carrie left, and Elise and I were waiting in line for the new Anna Campbell book, which I got last night. Oh, are you excited? I'm super excited. Was it an arc or a finished copy? It's an arc. <gasps> I know. I know. Um, is she here? I think I... she was coming from Australia. I don't think she's here. I don't think she's here, but they they were giving out the arts at 11.30, so we had to wait in line for them to start whatever. Anyway, so bearded cover model guy, Charlie? Charles. 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 I can't even communicate to you the the supercilious expression on Amanda's face right now. Get beard guy's name right, damn it. (laughs) Charles was chatting with people in front of us, and and a woman said, so are you going to ride the bull? And he's like... No, I, you know, no. And he's trying to come up with an excuse. And he's like, I just ate. And I'm like, yeah, and you can't ride a bull for an hour. <laughs> and he's like, yes, exactly. I just want to say, too, that Tessa Dare and Sophie Jordan are incredibly sweet and let me fangirl all over them like a total freak. And, like, didn't. Where like, was this? So we went to a Everything Old is New Again panel, and it was, um, they were there. Um, Aaron Knightley. Dan Gist. Gist, who I'd never heard of before. She's and, amazing. And I, like, need to read every single thing she wrote. I want to say, last year, because I have no concept of time, she wrote a book that takes place at a World's Fair. Yep. Yes. And the cover quote was, because, you know, cover quotes are sort of worth the amount of letters they are. They're mm-hmm. they're, yeah. they're so weirdly political in some strange ways. The cover quote was from Deanna Rayborn, and it was something about how it made her laugh so hard she cried her mascara off. And I was like, <laughs> best quote ever! Yeah. Yes. She, right, anyway. She, do you remember the name of it? I'm going to have to figure out the name of it. She wrote, it happened at the fair. She has three books that oh, takes nice. place at the Chicago World's Fair. Yeah. One just came out last week called Tiffany Girl. Which both Elise and I were like, oh, we yeah. need to read this yeah, book immediately. Yeah. Give it to me now. Give it to me it's now. It's about um, the Tiffany, the jeweler's son, who did the stained glass, and he um, was going to do what was it like a, a chapel, mo- a mosaic chapel at the World's Fair, and his glass people, his glass dudes, went on strike, and he's like, "Fuck you! I don't have time to negotiate," and hired women from an art school mm-hmm. because they couldn't be in the union, mm-hmm. and so she was telling. This is the story of one of those women. Deanne Gist is so cool. She does a whole yeah. thing with historical dress mm-hmm. where she starts with the underwear and then keeps going and keeps going. And then she ends up in this huge hoop skirt, I think it is. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's like hula hoops held together with tulle underneath. And then yeah. the skirt yeah. is this yeah. beautiful bell. Yeah. And then there was another author, author there named Ashlyn McNamara who, um, all of her books, their regencies, They've got a dude, like, you see him from behind. Yep. And he's a delightful bus. Right. And she was saying, he's always, like, his pants are a little low slung, or one, he's got a towel. And she was saying, like, there is a specific amount of ass crackage that they have to make sure they are not showing for Amazon to <laughs> run it. So, like, someone's job somewhere is to figure out it's, cover model ass crack reports. It's true. <laughs> I yeah. had, I and had. And people a, are still reporting her covers for obscenity. 
And then she because it's like, the shadow of ass crack. Right. It's just, yeah, she's like that would be a great book title. <laughs> yeah. So then she was like, "Oh, are you from Smart Bitches? Are you the knitting pattern girl? I love your knitting patterns." And I took out my phone. I'm like, "I'm buying every book you ever wrote." It was a super now. expensive panel. It really was. It was like I think I figured out I spent sixty four dollars on that panel. Um, <laughs> Valerie Bowman was there. Yep. I'm trying to think yep. of who else, but it was it was Shana Galen was Shana there. Galen was there. It was. Very interesting, and um, they talked about taking modern day tropes and making them applicable to historical books. Right, that was cool. Nice. And then they played a game where they handed us. We got into teams, and they handed us four cards of it: a hero type, a heroine, a trope, and a keyword. And we had to come up with a pitch. Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> and we had a courtesan and a bad boy and enemies to lovers and. Midnight. Midnight. And we were the only team that asked if we were allowed to swear during our pitch. Like, that was our first. <laughs> that was my first. Yeah, it was a very important question. Okay, and Erin <laughs> Knightley's like, yes. I was just and, choked. And for, for our listeners at home, I want you all to know that Sarah just spit her water, like, all over the place. I did. I managed not to. But it was close. And it my sinuses close. have been irrigated as Excellent. of right now. Excellent. Good. Good. No sinus infections for you. Also, <laughs> the Harlequin party after the blog um, blogger symposium was amazing because I got to meet Heather Graham and isn't she cool? Well, my some of my first romances were the one wore blue, one wore gray, and one wore west. Which, if you read them now, very problematic because of you know slavery. But those were like, I mean, that was kind of what got me into mm-hmm. historical romance. And I met her, and I didn't pee my pants like I thought I was going right. to. <laughs> there, was a, there was a person at the BloggerCon who, for whom Heather Graham was the first book she read in romance genre. And so yeah. I said that Heather Graham was going to be there. She went, oh, my God. Yeah, Elise, we walked into the party, and Elise was like, I'm shaking like a chihuahua, and I'm either just going to shake or pee. <laughs> or and both. I don't know which to do. And I'm like, we're going to the bar first. <laughs> Have a glass of wine. Now let's go. Yep. What about you, Carrie? What panels have you enjoyed? Oh my gosh. So, uh, well, I I have had this like kind of weird conference where I kept ending up in the latter half of panels. So I totally normal. I <laughs> really enjoyed Sarah's on Thank you. book clubs for libraries, and I also really enjoyed everything old is new again. And I was totally shameless, and I was sitting by Elise and Reedan, and even though I showed up after they had finished making their story, I still snagged <coughs> a free book. As though I had helped in any way. You were with us in spirit. You were. I was. I like to think that I was. I was assisting you like telepathically. Yes. From afar. Um. I really liked the blogger con, and I think for me, like what, and I've had a really interesting meeting and stuff, and I feel like for me, this is going to be a really good conference in terms of helping me think about what I'm going to focus on in the next year or two. So. As a blogger and a writer. As a blogger and a writer. Yeah, so, so it's, yeah, like, there's just a lot for me to kind of think about, and I think in a way I'm approaching it a little bit differently because I am really excited about meeting authors and getting free books and all that, but I'm also kind of like, okay, what's my next step? So everything I go to is sort of focused towards that. And there's a lot of that going on today and tomorrow, so those will be good things. Yes. What about you, Amanda? What have you enjoyed that you've done here, as um, opposed to eating and riding a bull and petting a beard? That's, well, those are all good things. Yes, they are. Um, especially when they happen in kind of succession of one another. Um, I went to the paranormal like genre panel yesterday, 
Um, because Cressy Cole was there, and I just wanted to be in her presence for a minute. Did you meet her afterward? I didn't meet her, um, because I'll just do that at, like, the thing, and I'm... The book signing? I don't like waiting around, like, I'm... I There's always it. a crowd that rushes the table I at know, the and that's right. not me, and then I'm just, like, standing there waiting. Um, but Alona Andrews was, like, running it with her husband. She and her husband are the most adorable couple I have ever seen in my life. If you have they're hilarious. If you ever have seen them or in the future, like see them on a panel, do it because they're they're just great. And she's so sweet. Um, and then Rachel Bach was there, and I just bought her book Fortune's Pond, which is like a, a sci-fi romance trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and her book has been described. She said like Kate Daniels, but with like powered armor. Oh yeah. Snap. So that was really exciting. And strange timing because I literally bought the book like a week before RT um and then I just had like my Goodreads app on my phone open the entire thing (laughs) so like as they're mentioning books I'm like all right add Add to my shelf okay google that one yep add that one to my shelf so (laughs) I don't like I thought the people next to me thought I was being disrespectful by having my phone out but it's like I gotta know the names of these books and I'm gonna like they're just gonna go right out of my head as soon as I leave this room like Chloe Neal was there, and I have the Chicagoland Vampire series because my mom owned them, and she just like gave them to me. But I haven't read Your them. Your mom's cool. Well, I told you, my mom like I cut my teeth on like romance with the Anita Blake series. That'll, because of that'll my mom. start you yeah. off right. So, um, but now like <laughs> those books, which I still have, have moved to the top of the pile when yep. I get home. So I'm very excited. So oh, can I add one more panel really quick? But of course. I went to the, the Mad Hatter Fantasy Tea Party. Oh. And it was so great because I was sitting next to this woman who had this, like, incredible Victorian-style dress that had, it was black fabric with rainbow unicorns and rainbow cupcakes with little skulls on them. It was the most amazing fabric I've ever seen I in know my that dress. Life. Oh my god! Oh, and then sitting, the she was there with her friend who was telling me the story about how she adopted her cat. And then one of the authors was saying that she goes to San Diego Comic Con and cosplays. And I was like, oh, oh my god, my people are here! Like it was. Oh, like, your people are so here! Like all of a sudden, it was like, oh, there they are! Like it was, it was great. So yeah, I had a really good time at that party. They just spoiled us rotten at that thing. Well, one of the things that authors come here to do is to connect with readers as much as possible. And so you, you like, you'll. It's normal to bring cases of books and swag and gifts. Like this morning I recorded an interview with Piper Hughley and then right afterward I wandered out and I've, I've started taking pictures of the, the hair color and plumage of RT because the hair color is amazing. Mm-hmm. There's this one woman also named Sarah whose hair is green at the roots, blue in the middle and purple at the ends. Oh. And then she had a big blue flower in her hair. And it's like, it's not just, you know, sort of blue. I mean, it is blue. Like it is parrots in the jungle plumage style I'm looking for a hot mate blue purple and green like you could see it for miles and I like stopped in my tracks like can I be really creepy and tweet a picture of your hair and she's like sure <laughs> so I ended up stumbling into a an author fan group meeting for Dorinda Jones she had invited all of her fans to meet her at the sofas at that hour had gifts for all of them little coffee cups that had sayings on them and everyone got a copy of the hardcover of the new book and like I had just I just figured it was people hanging out and caffeinating but no it was like an informal meeting they were so excited, and it was, you know, 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. 
it's amazing how excited people get. It's it's it never gets old for me. I think this is my fourth or fifth RT. It never gets old for me to see readers really excited to meet an author because I totally lose my shit if I meet like Catherine Coulter walked by me at a book signing and I was like, okay, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, slow down, breathe in, and she's just walking. I didn't even talk to her and I was losing my crap. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I met Paige Tyler yesterday. And I think in my head, I still like imagine authors as celebrities a little bit. So I, when I was talking to her, I fully expected to be like, "Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Now move along." And like no, she like pulled no. me aside, and we had this whole conversation. And I felt like I don't know. There could have been hugging if I had, <laughs> if I had initiated it. And she was just like super, super cool and super excited to talk to me. And I'm like, "Why are you excited to talk to me? Because I'm not interested." <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is. Uh, ro- most romance authors are romance readers, yes. so we are all each other's people. So even if you haven't, you've met someone who hasn't read your books, you're still going to have books to talk about. And in most cases, the response to "Are you an author? What have you written? Can I? What's the name of it?" They want people want to know because they would like you to tell them the title so that they can immediately add it to their Goodreads shelf and <laughs> buy the hell out of it. So if you if you're going to the book signing on Saturday. Who are some people that you are really looking forward to meeting? Um, well, you have yes. a list. <laughs> Amanda whips out her phone. I have a list. I, I have a number of friends who are like, I really need stuff. Can you maybe please, if you could get Tessa Dare's autograph? So I've already got one out of like three or four people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm when I met her yesterday at the historical research panel and she's like oh you're a redheaded girl is this for the friend who tweeted at me and i'm like no that's that's a whole that's a whole other book this is somebody else (laughs) (laughs) i did not tell her that i like texted my best friend and was like i'm sitting five feet away from tessa dare and kat texted back (laughs) (laughs) i'm not going to the book signing so my plan for the next two days is author stalking which involves following them on twitter and then figuring out where they are in the hotel and i feel like i could maybe do like a whole we could do like a game out of this like i could get really good at this (laughs) what author scavenger hunt yes like, I saw, and I missed her, I'm so mad, like, Viola Carr texted or tweeted the other night, like, oh, it's 9.30, and look at me in Starbucks working on my book. And I was like, on it. <laughs> <laughs> Here I come. Surprise. It's a good thing you're not creepy. Not at all. I'm very safe. Don't worry. <laughs> all right, who's on the list, so ma'am? List. List. With the row and where Oh, you guys, at. seriously. Wow. Yeah. I saw him yesterday. Yeah. Well, I was going to go to the Boston Book Fair and have my copy of Afterworld signed. And it's a huge book. This book, you could kill a person with this book. <laughs> you can kill a person with any book. Well, this would just make it easier. <laughs> Wait, is that a podcast topic we need to explore ways to murder people with books? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I dragged this book to the festival. And, like, the person's like, oh, yeah, he's not signing any books. I was like, okay. So, but... Now that he's here and he's trapped at a table signing books, yeah. it's like, okay. So he's on it. Tessa Bailey, who I just read her contemporary, I think it was Chase Me, and the Need Me just came out. It's amazing, and I love it. And so obviously she's going to sign my stuff. Victoria Dahl, Julie James, Tiffany Rice, and then my top two are Cressy, Cole, and JC. So. I totally ran into JC and her husband, and I was like, I, where's Amanda. I know she really wants to meet you. And Jason's like, I'm around and usually at the bar. (laughs) 
Well, if you see her, I and you are within sight. Yeah. Or I will. Or I just will, like text I will me. summon you. I will listen. Drop I'm whatever I'm doing. I'm sitting on J.C. Burton in the lobby. She's trying to leave, <laughs> and I'm right. holding her down. Be right there. <laughs> her husband is very alarmed, but he hasn't made a move yet. <laughs> you should hurry. <laughs> What about you, Carrie? Is there anyone at the book signing you're totally excited to see? So, okay, so I'm kind of doing a, a slightly less predatory version of Elisa's stocking thing. So I have some books strategically in my bag. Just in case I just, like, trip over Elisa James in the elevator and I can say, hey. Um, but, yeah, I that her and is and um, uh, I have a Jen Bennett book. I'm hoping Jen Bennett will sign. I'm picturing like a meet cute with Carrie. Like she comes <laughs> in the office, I like know. her books tumble to the ground. Well, I, you know, like like. <laughs> like oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, we should totally do that. So we have been tweeting back and forth. So I think that that may happen. Although I don't know how cute it will be. I don't think there will be books tumbling to the ground. But I, I think I might get through. So yeah. Um, and just to get, I haven't even looked to see if she's here. But I did bring my copy of A Night in Shining. By Jude Devereaux? Yes. Um, I, I can't remember if I saw her on the I think list. We, we were looking. We were looking, and, and now was, I can't remember what happened, so I just, like, She was there last back. year. She and Julie Garwood were there last year and the year before, and wow. the year before I nearly lost my mind. Like, I, they were doing an open Q&A, and they, like, took questions from the audience, and I stood up to ask a question, and my mouth went dry, and my heart was beating. I had to stand with my legs crossed, because I was afraid I was going to pee. And I was like, I can't, I'm sorry, I just, I can't talk right now. And everyone in the, and I was in the back, and everyone turned around and was like, yeah, we understand. I wonder if we should be worried that our natural reaction is, like, expelling bodily fluids. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's so about excited. to think of um, Authors, Elizabeth make Holt us urinate. Yeah. yeah, and Elizabeth Holt. Yeah. Elisa and I need to... Her. We do, and we need to thank her for writing in the Georgian period. We really, really do. Yes, and I, Eloisa James, I'm seconding. Like, if I yeah. see her, tears are going to happen. Yeah. There's just no way around. Are you wearing waterproof mascara? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's terrifyingly prepared. This is yeah. not my first rodeo, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just hoping you don't have cause to cry at the transportation dinners. I, I don't have cause to cry, but I'm always prepared for a throwdown, right? <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Elise is like little and blonde. I know. We, we have to start doing some sort of visual. Yes, we're going to do animated like... GIFs of Elise taking down cover models. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I was working out in the gym this morning, and one of the cover models was working out, and I was like, well, that's not inspiring at all. And then he grabs his equipment and starts doing pull ups, and I'm like, I'm staring. I need to stop staring. I need to stop. And I'm like, holy shit, like muscles are bulging. And I'm like, I am so disappointed that you didn't get video for us. I would I would have felt like that was so way over creepy line. Of course it would be over creepy, but that's not the point, Sarah. (laughs) Did he have an Adonis belt? He had a shirt on, so I couldn't see the belt. Well, that's the first problem right there. Right there, yeah. If I see him doing pull-ups with his shirt off. I will most definitely whip out the camera for you. Because I'm here for you. Sarah told us all yesterday, because I didn't know what it was called, that thing that really muscular men have where it's the V thing. The V thing. Doesn't it start with a V? No. The informal name is the Adonis Bell. The Adonis Bell. That's the informal name. I just referred to it as the. (laughs) 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 Previously. Accurately. (laughs) Accurate. But it has a name. (laughs) Okay. 
So would you suggest RT for someone who has never been and is thinking of going if they were a romance fan? Are you yes. really asking? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so you, even though you're all first-timers, you guys, we all know each other, but you, you know, if, you, if you're a first-timer, you should not be alarmed at the idea of going to a conference with thousands of book fans. I mean, I totally admit that I'm kind of shy about meeting new people, and I know it's weird. Sarah's giving me this look like, hmm. <laughs> um, but having... Having my bitches. Yeah. Them's all my bitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that needs to be on a shirt for next year. Right. Yeah. Them's yeah. all my bitches. <laughs> having having my bitches is definitely made it easier and less anxiety inducing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I have because I have on my name badge redheaded girl, not my my legal name. And which has been great. It was very confusing for the registration people. <laughs> but I have Talk to a number of people who are like, oh, you're a redheaded girl. I read your reviews. I love your reviews or stuff like that. So that's also helped. And I have been sort of tweeting selfies each morning. So people know what I look like. Also, my hair is adorable. Your hair is very it cute is today. Adorable. It is very cute today. No, yeah. people are just really, really nice. Like mm-hmm. I went, like I said, I went to the YS summer party. Didn't know anyone there. Didn't know anyone going. Just walked up to a table and said, hey, is anyone sitting there? And we had a really, really good time. And everyone at that table was just readers, except for one woman was an editor. And so it was basically fangirling the whole time and all of us, like, writing down, oh, really, that book? Okay, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty amazing. Awesome. I've been given chocolate just for taking pictures of people. Like, people will stop me, like, can you take a picture of us? I was like, yeah, sure. They're like, here, have some chocolate and have, like, a free book download and have all these things. I was like... Okay. <laughs> we'll take your picture for chocolate and books. Yeah, and then I think you've discovered a very lucrative side business. I think so. And then <laughs> so I'm graduating on Monday. So, I, so I'm meeting with like a lot of industry people, like doing informational interviews. And everyone I've met with has been great about like taking time out of their crazy, insane schedule and just I haven't had a bad experience not that I was expecting to, but just Everyone's so gracious, and I think that's one thing that I really like about the romance community. It's just everyone's so welcoming for the most part. Well, most people who work in romance are themselves romance fans, and you can kind of tell the professionals who aren't into the genre because they come to something like this and they're like, whoa, what's going on? Whereas the the romance people who are fluent in the genre and fans of the genre and really excited to be working in it are like, well, yes, I need a tiara. Are you kidding me? I need one right right now. Also, the amount of books you get is insane. No, it's, oh, it is yeah. not to be underestimated. I was not lying when I said pack a suitcase and then put it inside yes. another suitcase and the larger one will hold books. Yes, it is. I yeah. have many, many, many books. Like, I may have to FedEx my books home because I think I'm going to hit the weight limit for my bag. You might hit the weight limit for the whole plane. Yeah. You know what? And I call bullshit on the weight limit because those planes carry the fucking space shuttle. So don't you dare tell me that you can't handle yep. 51 pounds in my suitcase. Yep. I have eight pounds to play with in my suitcase, plus I can take another carry on yeah. Uh, yeah. on the plane. And I've already gone down to the book swap room with books that I definitely am not going to read. And I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to be a little bit ruthless again. Yep. Yeah. And go, I know I thought maybe I'd read this, but let's be real. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. if authors are listening, like the best promo item that I have seen so far is I'm totally um, doing an entry about this, so I won't yeah. so yeah. want to hear it. So I I feel bad because you get all of these bookmarks and postcards and stuff like that, and the truth is people just recycle them, right? Because mm-hmm. there's only so much like paper stuff that yeah. you can have. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple really cool things, and one of them was um, 
the uh, like one of those lens cleaner cloths yep. for your glasses because I'm yeah. o- I have them on me all the time and I'm always losing them. Yep. And so that will always be in my purse. And um, what else? Chapstick. People have been giving yeah, us so chapstick. much chapstick. A little package Kleenex. That was yep. good. And then someone who had done, I think it's Julie Rowe, had done. Um, she made thank you cards. Like she must do stamping, crafting yep. things. She made thank you cards and packaged them individually and then put her little insert in the back. Yep. And I'm like, that is the okay. best idea ever. You run from the Midwest. So you, if you don't send a thank you card, you go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so you always need thank it's you tr- cards. Raiden is nodding. So yeah. I'm only this. This is true. Checks yeah. out. <laughs> Three days. The day after my wedding, my mother called me. Have you started on your thank you cards yet? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to tell you, I learned something really cool. On the first floor, around the corner from the big wall found that says RT, mm-hmm. there's a huge banner of Avon. From, from Avon. Mm-hmm. And the key cards, which I will take a picture of, the key cards all have models on them with, you know, you tell your roommate you're busy tonight. Yeah. And the same models are sort of in that picture, but they're in front of this huge bookshelf. All of the books in the bookshelf are the backlists of the authors that are here. So they ordered all of those authors' oh, books, put them yeah. on a big shelf, and took the picture as the start of that huge mural. And, and a green screen. Cool. And a green screen. Isn't yeah. that cool? That is way cool. So all of the books in the background are the different authors from Avon and Avon Impulse and HarperCollins mm-hmm. and Morrow and whoever else is here that are here at RT. That's so awesome. So they're all represented. I'm like, that's really cool and so thoughtful. And then I met a puppy and a fireman yesterday, so like I my... saw that puppy picture. Oh my god. Oh. Tiny little dog. He was three weeks old. He was bottle fed. Aww. I asked Aww. I asked what breed he was and the woman was like, He's he's a Dallas special. Like we don't know. <laughs> but they the the conference is collecting money for the Dallas Animal Shelter. And so there's a table probably outside one of the ballrooms. Mm-hmm. And I think they're bringing animals for parts of the day in from the shelter. So this pretty, so yesterday for the okay. welcome I'm breakfast. Go down there so like now right you now. know where to find us during the conference. Yeah. So yesterday, I'm standing there, there's this woman with a puppy, and I'm like, well, puppy? I mean, there was a woman with a corset, and there was a woman with, like, lace, like a lace cape. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's people with all different colors of hair, and I'm like, yeah, 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 puppy! And then a fireman walks in in full dress because they were going to acknowledge he he had saved um, people and a bunch of dogs in a fire. Oh. So so they you know the a welcoming breakfast they were honoring this guy and they were talking about raising money for the animal shelter and then there was a fireman holding a puppy and I was like I I can't. I <laughs> I'm, I'm I can't top this moment conference start at a, like an A plus and yeah. it's only going to get better from here cuz oh my god he was so cute. I feel like if you said FYI, guys, there's going to be a fireman holding a cute puppy, and he saved a bunch of dogs in a fire. There would be a line of women offering to bone him just as a thing. <laughs> right? Thank you for right. your service. Thank you for your service, sir. You don't understand. I was telling, he came in, and he's like, clearly did not know why he was here. And the woman who was meeting him was explaining, we're going to introduce you. you sh- people will be really excited. And I was like, people are going to scream. They are going to cheer extremely loudly. There, there. People may start crying. This is, and I'm. He's right. looking like yeah. he's starting to look a little, you know, frighted, and a little, a little alarmed. Like maybe I should go back to my car. And I'm like, people are going to lose their minds if you hold the puppy on stage 
I think that you should prepare to use your training to escape the room because people are going to be completely so excited. And he had this look on his face like, is this woman for real? And the woman who was coordinating, she's like, no, Sarah's not wrong. That's exactly what's going to happen. So call upon your training. I know you go into burning buildings. This is probably more scary than that. It's going to be cool. (laughs) So speaking of people not knowing what's going on, I was in an elevator with Carrie after the whole bull riding thing. And there were two other RT attendees in the elevator with us. And we had room for a couple more people. And there's this huge dude, like, easily 6'4", 6'6", like, ripped and, like, tattoos. But he wasn't a cover model. He was just staying here with his friends. And he had, like, two other guys with him. And we had enough room. And so he gets in the elevator. And one of the other women is like, come on, guys. Come on, honeys. You can get in the elevator with us. It's fine. And the other two dudes are, like, looking really hesitant. Um, we are the dominant force, But, like, sure. the, the really <laughs> tall guy was, like, standing there. And then the woman says, it's okay, honey. We don't bite unless you want us to. And then that guy bolted. <laughs> and the doors closed. And was like, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Subverting your patriarchy one conference at a time. Damn right. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell people about RT that you think they should know? It's awesome. Everyone should come if they can. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Next yeah. year is in Vegas. I'm, yeah. yeah. It'll be amazing. Yeah. And hot. They need to announce, like, the hotels. See, ha- there's a poster downstairs. Yeah. Oh, it's the Rio. So it's not it's not on the strip, but it's not, yeah. not like, out in the desert. It's right. just sort of... And there's a shuttle from the Rio to Bally's, and then from Bally's you can easily get to the strip. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're one of those people who, like, you can go down to the lobby and just sit on one of the couches and read your book and you are not a weird antisocial person. Oh, no. After, this is, my favorite thing to do after the book signing um, is to look around. Like, people have just, you know, because a lot of us are introverts, right? So we've just spent a room, uh, hours, in a huge room filled with thousands of people and all of these people who have bought books will exit the ballroom and you will find them under stairs, behind mm-hmm. plants, in corners. Like, we're, I, I went to the Overflow Hotel last year and there was a woman tucked underneath the bottom of the emergency exit stairs with, like, a blanket. And she was, well, she found an outlet because girl was not dumb. So she plugged in her phone and was wearing a blanket and was, like, had a little stack of books. And I'm like, you're the smartest person in this room. Yeah. <laughs> and so you'll find people mm-hmm. hidden in corners and tucked into places reading it's totally normal. Oh, we got an amazing book last night from St. Martin's called The Highwayman. The Highwayman. Yes. We were... It looks like, like, they showed me the cover and I'm like, oh, I can smell the crack from here. And I ran, <laughs> I jumped out of line and ran over to the booth. It was like, I need the crack. I need it. And the girl and at like, the booth was like, what the fuck is happening? And Elise and I are just like opening it to like random pages and going, oh, Oh, he's a black jaguar! She has liquid gray eyes and silver hair. And then we, like, crack it open again, like, a totally random page, and we'd be like, well, and then we'd, like, read a sentence. Mm -hmm. We should do a podcast review of it, like, a group swing review. Oh, that would be worse. Or a group something review. This is my plane reading on the way home. It was, well, we'll all read it on plane. It just, it was like, it was just like. Whatever page you opened it to, there was grade A. Old schools, there was a line like, he was her black jaguar, and yep. he was going to devour yeah. her alive. 
And like I just <laughs> opened the book. Yes. And oh my God, we yeah. were standing in line for the bowl, just randomly reading passages out loud, and you could feel the other women kind of creeping up on us, like, where'd you get that? Over there. Yeah. Yeah. You guys all my bitches. We're getting that shirt for next year. We have we are bitches with a Z. Yes, with the website on the back. Yes, yes. Oh my god, I am totally down for this. Yeah. That is all for this week's podcast from RT. I will have more micro interviews with different people from RT and additional discussion about romance novels because that's what we do here in future episodes of the podcast. I want to thank Piper Hugley and redheaded girl Elise, Carrie, and Amanda for joining me to talk about the conference and what they're doing. As always, I will have links to all the books that we discussed, if available, in the podcast entry, which I'm told is also called the show notes. The music you're listening to was provided by Sassy Outwater. You can see her on Twitter, at Sassy Outwater. This is called Pro Terescu, and it's by a band called Dunn and Doris. You can find them on MySpace or on iTunes, wherever your fine music is sold. This podcast is brought to you by Intermix, publisher of This Wedding is Doomed, a brand new anthology about unexpected couples who find their happily ever after at a wedding that's counting down to disaster. You can download it on May 19th. If you have questions or suggestions, you know what you can do. You can email the podcast at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. We do love listener email. We have lots to go through in the next few weeks. And in the meantime, on behalf of Piper, Amanda, Carrie, Redheaded Girl, Elise, and myself, and from everyone here at RT, I presume as well, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend. <laughs>